Don't don't say that. Come on, <laughs> uh, David. I really wonder what is wrong with you. Sometimes. No, that was a that was a pre pre show. That was before you got here. I'm going to share at the show. Hey everybody, it's the pre show where we talk about what we're going to do on the show. Uh, how's everybody going? How about the weirdest news that we're not going to talk about? They confirmed that Captain America Four is going to be a thing. Didn't they do that? I like, thought they already did that. Well, I guess places like I think the news this like week it was, was like a signed the contract i think they yeah. said like back at the end of the falcon and winter soldier show that it was gonna happen but i guess they never like inked the deal until now yeah well they they, they officially signed anthony mackie anthony mackie officially signed the contract to be on it which is what what was the news that came that out you? this week what oh all right i'm good go ahead sorry <laughs> go ahead i'm not even sure what you're talking about me neither uh, so yeah, I thought that was some weird news. I thought it was weird. I'm trying to share this shit out, man. My Facebook. I was just bragging. Oh, I fixed it. And, and now it's, still, it's messed it's still up. Terrible. It's still just. Well, just now you look a again. fool, Gomer. I do. I feel like a fool. This is ridiculous. So how's everybody doing? I'm good. Bye. Fine. Talk about what we're gonna do on the show in a minute. Oh, there I go. I, I, all right, I figured it out. My goodness, I, just, I must just be stupid or something. You think that's what it is? You guys well, no comment from me. Yeah. I don't that's think that's what it is. No, Gomer, no. I don't think that's what it is. I like how we had an array, like an array of different like responses to that. Like Adam confirming the truth that you are stupid. Me trying to be diplomatic and say, well, I won't comment. And David lying to you and saying that it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Um, thanks, Dave. You're welcome. Uh, Spare his feelings. So, we'll do a segment one. Everybody get ready. Have something fun to talk about. Whoa. Uh, we got a lot of news. Hickman's is big Hickman news. Sad, in a Fuck way. Fuck Hickman. We'll talk about it. Some Bendis news. Some DC uh, web Who cares about Bendis? News. Nobody cares about Everybody Bendis. cares about Bendis. Bendis could go to Substack and I would not care less. But... It did go to Substack and it's free. It's a freebie. It's free. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> Kate's and Stegman actually did go to Substack. We'll talk about that. And then what if, full on, in-depth, what if conversation. Man, this show just fun. That's it is a lot of fun. I didn't watch this week's what if. Uh, you didn't, didn't watch fit it? In. No, no, oh, no. It was, it was pretty good. good. You, guys, yeah. you guys spoil we'll it. Spoil it. It's fine. Uh, we'll talk some food news. No moment of destruction. No. no. Nothing happening. Uh, and then, yeah, top three. Uh, I have a pretty good feeling that everybody's going to have the same number one this week. I don't know why. Maybe it's because I just feel that that's going to be what happens. Maybe not Dave. Maybe I don't not know why Dave. I always talk shit on Dave. Well, I have his books. Uh, anything else? Someone else doesn't mean it's talking shit on him i may have read it anything else you guys want to talk about this week um i'll mention it when i talk about the what i've been doing segment that you oh great like segment one awesome yeah. taylor doing homework taylor getting ready the rest uh, of you guys will not care about it but oh, I you don't know about that it, but. We're very eclectic sure i'll care about it uh anything else anything i always got on you dave i'll pretend to care about it I'll accept that. <laughs> no one else doing anything? You got it? We're good? You want to touch on the uh, OnlyFans thing real quick? Oh, do we? Do, do we want to touch, touch on it? Uh, I 
if we have to. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> we'll do that. Now, I didn't say we had to. I'm, I'm I was just asking. I mean, I'm just going to get all communists and Marxists with it. You know, it's just going to be ex- worker exploitation. And there, are, our views just went down to zero as I say that. Uh, no, man. I don't think we should talk about that because that's okay. Just, it's a good idea, though. But it is. It's worker classic worker. The only thing I will say about it is I did not know only fans did anything besides sexually explicit content. I well, honestly well, did. It wasn't. It wasn't originally designed to be only sexually explicit. It was just... definitely what it's famous for, though. It, it was. Yeah, it's exactly. famous for that, but it was. It was set up to be like a Patreon. Exactly. Exactly. And that's it did not evolve. what it is. That's and not what got, it is, but that's what it was their, set up for. But they got their notoriety and popularity off of catering to sex workers. We should normalize sex work. And now that they can't attract any investors to actually give them the money that these Silicon Valley startups want eventually once they get popular, they're changing their tune and saying, no, we're not going to allow sex What access. the hell do these porn companies do no, to no, get they've, boom, investments? No. No, they've already moved. A lot of OnlyFans, uh, uh, like users, have moved, and those platforms crashed over the weekend. So oh yeah, moment. yeah, the Fansly. Yeah, that one so, was burning up my Twitter for a while. Yeah, so but I'm just saying, I'm just asking the question: What do these like established porn companies do? What do you mean? I don't know what you mean, David. Okay, the the the, the companies that make porn, you know, Kink.com and a couple other places like this. We don't have been, to go into a diatribe about it. Just get yeah. To what about what they've been porn. around for all these years? What are they fucking doing to make money? I mean, they're making porn. I don't they're know making porn, they're but are okay, they getting what investors? You're missing where, out. All right, all right. Were they hold getting on. investors for all this right. stuff? But hold on, dude. Hold on, because I think you're missing the point. All right, because there's a difference between me watching predator and me watching a fan-made movie of the predator where i have you know involved myself with individuals who are creatives all right there is a certain intimacy when you're on OnlyFans and you can interact the way they do and i and i mean it only sounds creepy because of the stigma surrounding this sort of shit right because it's no different than somebody doing twitch it's no different than anybody playing fucking video games or going to YouTube and doing a fucking live stream like we're doing right now. There's absolutely no difference to it except well, it happens to involve. Sex. And the people who do that are all way better looking than we are. Well, oh, I'm yeah. not saying that. I'm not saying I could. I could make some money on OnlyFans. I really think I could. I, I think you. No, I think I you, really don't. I Let's think you could. I think you could. You dress up in, <laughs> dress up as Slave Leia. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, this guy, hey, this guy. Hey, this guy is cosplaying Doc Ock from the Spider-Verse. <laughs> hey, Eli! Happy belated birthday! Eli brings that up. Actually, I would most likely have to cater to a same-sex community in order to make money on OnlyFans. And I'm not sure why that is. Classic. Greetings, Geeks. How's everybody doing? This is Geeky Comics. 
Our Giggers comic book shit talk show. Shit talk show. I am your co-host Gomer, and with me, as always, Adam Normal Taylor, aka David. How's it going, gentlemen? What's going on? Good. Good. Oh, what's going on, all right, man? It's going good. We had a, we had a great pre-show. Oh yeah, fantastic. This bodes well for the rest of the show. It really uh, doesn't, but okay, let's move on. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I mean, a I lot do... about David. I usually do something. Yeah. I didn't do shit this week. It was a busy week. My old lady, though, did get me a bottle of the Glenlivet 12 scotch. Uh, there you go. Scott, Scott, Scott. It's double-aged. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. That it's, does sound rather swanky, although I'm not a connoisseur myself. It's so. my favorite. I mean, I, it's hard to brag about whiskey because... How much of the bottle is left? It, it's at least half. It was only $60, and actually, that's pretty good considering see, some see, scotches I, go way up. I'm not, I'm not fancy with my, my whiskey. I don't, I don't go scotch. I just went straight up Irish whiskey well, that's when fun. I did like my Jameson's. party in earlier. Jameson. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, I love Jameson. I love Jameson. Uh, Taylor had a segment one. He had something he wanted to talk about. Well, um, last Monday, they did release a new character for the Marvel Avengers game. And um, it was Black was, Panther. Yeah, yeah, Black Panther is out. And um, the game itself has probably been a bit underwhelming. It's basically Diablo with Avengers, but they've always done a pretty good job with the characters themselves. The problem's always been not giving you enough to do with them. Um, that being said, uh, Black Panther does play very well. Um, they do a pretty good job splicing together like poses from the movies and like dynamic action shots. Um, it feels they all control really well. You feel like you yeah. are the characters when you play with them. And this expansion does have more of a story, and it does oh, cool. provide like more like social hubs and crap like that for you to hang out in. So it's definitely the best expansion so far. But I do feel like if you aren't if you haven't already played it by now, you're, this probably isn't going to win you over for the first time or even bring you back if you have jumped off. Uh, so this is not the make or break DLC that everybody was hoping it would be. I've enjoyed the game since the beginning, but it's kind of like a I have like a few minutes to kill and nothing better to do type of game and not like, yeah. a, oh, man, I can't wait to play type of game. And there's a place for that. There's a lot of games. Oh, sure, like sure. That. I mean, it's like it's in that Skyrim like sure house you know leroy plays the hell out of it well he did for a while he yeah, actually, he does he, like yeah he, he actually mentioned yeah. it on the last episode of the bullies yeah so i watched him i watch him play it and that's usually what i do with games now outside of forza horizon which i'm really stoked for the next one that's coming the map looks amazing the weather is going to be dope but uh i don't play video games anymore man not like i used to anyway well but i love watching people play well, dovetailing on that, yeah. Fortnite released the Wonder Woman skin, so now oh, you yeah, have the that's Trinity. Pretty that's pretty dope. You yeah. have Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman in the game now. Amazing. Yeah. Cool. And Adam didn't do anything. He didn't even watch What If. No, Damn it, Adam. He just cool. woke up from a coma this morning. I know. Pretty he much, just woke pretty much, up. Pretty much. Awesome. We all had a good week. Let's do some news. Some sad, sad news. Sad news. Oh, I'm miserable. Okay, yeah, for real, dude. I mean, there's just Pokemon no, Go. All, no, not Pokemon Go. That's too much damn work, having to walk around and look around for shit. I'm mad. Uh, but yeah, mobile games are where it's at, dude. I mean, every, everywhere. Take them wherever you want to go. Do whatever you want. There's millions of them. Usually they're free. Uh, anyway, terrible news from Marvel Comics. Uh, I don't know. It's a little weird. Inferno. 
uh, is it an inferno stop, so to say, thanks, up back, Adam, pull up, Adam. Uh, all right, so Hickman says, oh, plans have changed entirely. So I pitched the X-Men story I wanted to do. I pitched a very big, very broad three-act, three-event narrative, the first of which was House of X. And while this loosely worked with a three-year plan, I told Marvel up front that I honestly had no idea how long the first part would last because there were a lot of interesting ideas that I had seeded that other creators would want to play with. And so we left this rather open-ended. So are you a showrunner or not, bro? Because it doesn't sound like you're running shit. It sounds like everybody else is running shit. Okay? Uh, so yeah, that's it. That's what happened. He had a plan for three years. And, every, and fucking ooh, Al Ewing and all these assholes, Teeny Howard, were like, no, we're having too much fun. Well, yeah, that basically that's what it happened is like he had a plan for three years and his plan was too wildly successful for Marvel we to too many X books. Is what yeah, for, for for Marvel to end it because because Hickman always ends his shit. So yeah. it was too wildly successful for Marvel to want to end it. So they're keeping it open. But it's also, you know, just Hickman leaving and fucking off to go to do his Substack shit. I mean that's an, that's definitely another point. I just love this Mark Brooks Inferno cover. Inferno comes out uh, September 29th. Uh, it's by Hickman and uh, Valerio Shidi. It's the culmination of Hickman's X Men begins here. Well, duh, that's what the solicit said. We know it. We know now. Well, so but I, I'm just a, instantly ahead, less excited about any X book coming out from now on. I mean, I'm not. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, the Go books ahead, have Tyler. been objectively good, regardless <laughs> of like the overall plan. Not Jason Todd. Hope not. But <laughs> yeah. um, yeah. But like, the books are good just on their own. Like this current X Men book that uh, Gary Dugan's doing, it's good just regardless yeah. of how it fits in like a big master plan. Most, most but Adam's right good. though that like. Part of the appeal was always how they interweave together, and I do have way less faith in that working out now that Hickman is not there to, you know, set up guardrails anymore. Well, the well, status quo every, is set. Every book is not an instant get for me anymore. Like, like for instance, this week, X Corp. Honestly, I'm probably going to drop this book from now. I on. actually skipped it entirely. I'm not going to drop it, but it was not good. Marauders it was terrible. Was just okay, it this was week. awful. Marauders. Uh, was just most okay. of the X stuff was just okay this week. Oh, I don't know about that. There was one that. Oh man, I felt well, like try, a little kid again. We'll I felt like a little kid reading that. Anyway, we'll talk about that later. But he might be back. All right. To finish off different parts of his plan. All right, and to this finish is off the X Men. Not finish off, just finish off his three-year plan. All these parts come back and say, "All right, now I'll do this part, and this, everything can evolve a little bit further." Uh, which may, leads me to believe that he still has guidelines, like Taylor said. They don't have these guardrails to put up. Maybe he will leave this team with a map, you know, and say, "Don't veer too far this way. Don't veer too far this way. Don't do this because I'm going to use." You know, do that. You know what I mean? Just a so is this like thing. a Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones TV show situation where like you got like the cliff notes for how this is all supposed to end, and and then there's the a Starbucks cup. How well that worked out. And then there's yeah. a Starbucks cup. You know, yeah. Well, that that event. wasn't the problem. That wasn't even the problem. The Starbucks cup. Oh yeah, it was terrible. Nothing came. Nothing came. Yeah. Finish it off as only fans on Substack. On Substack. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
But uh, I guess the larger conversation about Substack, like my initial reaction to this, I feel like was a selfish one because the thing I thought most about was, man, these X books that I'm enjoying, I'm a lot more worried about those than I was before. But is this a price that we consumers have to be willing to pay if it means supporting the artists, you know? And you know and what how much of a responsibility right. do we have to do that? I mean, exactly. I don't really have an answer to that question. Yeah. Uh, my thing on Hickman leaving X-Men was, you know, maybe we had it wrong to begin with. You know, maybe we got lost in all this promotion and we're like, oh, no, Hickman is going to be there for this whole thing. And then as things changed, as things evolved, as these writers... I don't know if you were wrong to believe that, though, because he no, has I agree. been the everything that he's ever done. He has been there the way. entire time. But this was different because, like we said, he's been a showrunner, and there have been all these other writers under him that he's been guiding through everything. Mm-hmm. And he just... Yeah, this is different from say, Avengers. What, what, it's different from Fantastic Four. Yeah. yeah, like, he definitely has a lot yeah, looser control He's over these things evil. than he did before. And he you know? died this week. He died in Way of X. He just, I was like, what? Oh, yeah, he did die. That's This motherfucker died like three times since the X-Books have reset. Uh, yeah, he yeah, died dude. in X-Force number one. Yeah. He died. Nah, he, he's dead. he died in Way of yeah. X. Well, I'm just saying, I think maybe we we didn't realize that they were getting carried away in all of the other books, all of these other writers doing their thing. Uh, and maybe we were better off for that, but really, I feel like we're missing out on what actually brought everybody back to the X Men, and that was not. We're missing. Yeah, knows it. It's huge. It's like double sized, you know, or at least bigger than normal six issue event. So I don't know. It's a four issue event. Yeah. Oh, is it only four issues? Yeah, it's a four issue event. Oh, Jesus. Okay. It'll, get, it'll get stretched out to a six issue event. No, they won't. No, they won't. They they're can't. Done. I mean, Hickman's like he's got done. it in the can and he's out, right? I mean, he's... they can't make him write more at this point. Yeah, he's like. done. Three years. They had him for three years. That sucks. Anyway, moving on. Jinx World. Uh, Brian Michael Bendis' Jinx World has a new home at Dark Horse. Torso Good Jinx cover. United States of Murder, Inc., Pearl, Scarlet, Fire, Powers, obviously. All moving to Dark Horse with new additions, even well, this... the ones that were initially reprinted in new editions at DC. Well, this is a good pickup for Dark Horse. I mean, they've been losing a lot of licenses uh, here lately. It is. So... I agree. They've got really good international distribution. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think this is a really good deal. It's a little along, for everyone. Along with that, he announced Joy Operations. Jinx World and Dark Horse are proud to announce the debut of a fiercely ambitious science fiction odyssey, Joy Operations. Bendis, man, they have all these different. Brian Michael Bendis, the New York Times bestselling, Peabody and Eisner Award winning, co-creator of Miles Morales, Naomi, Jessica Jones. And it goes on and Okay, Daenerys. No shit. Uh, With Stephen Byrne, who did Wonder Twins and Legion with him. Uh, uh, the Wonder Twins time. book was pretty good. It was all right. Uh, 55 years from now, Joy is an envoy, a special agent of one of Joe Nando Trust. Trusts are corporate-owned cities that are the centerpiece. Uh, it's sci-fi bullshit, okay? It's Akira meets all of me. Okay. Uh, here's, a, here's a variant cover by David Mack, which 
Ooh, David that's, Mack. That's a very nice cover, yeah. Speaking of David Mack, they announced like a bunch of the Kabuki omnibuses yeah, were coming that. to I Dark Horse too. Yeah, I saw that actually. So, yeah, Dark Horse making some moves in creator yeah. own stuff. It's good on them. It's yeah, it's good, good on them. them. You know, like they, like I said before, they've lost a lot of uh, properties. You know, to yeah. Marvel. So yeah, it's good for them to be making up some lost ground. Yeah, we're talking about Star Wars and, and Alien. You ain't got to Aliens and Predators. Yeah. Yeah. That's- uh, it was also announced that he's got a multi-book deal with uh, Andre Lima Araujo with a major uh, book market. From your little, I don't know. Everyone talks shit on Bendis. I get it. He's really faltered, but I, I actually like his more creator-owned stuff. I love Scarlet. Wasn't that the one he did most recently at DC? I think so. I have no idea. Yeah, I think uh, it was what was it? United States? No, that wasn't him. Yeah, U.S. of Murder Inc. That was yeah, Murder. Yeah, United that States was cool Murder too. Inc. Yeah, that was cool too. Uh, we might get more powers if you know Oming starts working again. He is, you know, he's well. Oming stuff. is working, but yeah. he's not working on powers. Yeah. All right, another one. DC Comics are coming to Web Comics through a deal with Webtoon. There's not a lot of details here. Uh, but under the agreement, DC and Webtoon, owned by a South Korean internet company Naver, will collaborate on standalone web comics that will appeal to all fans without the need to know or read any previous stories. Interesting. Yeah, Frank said, I met Bendis. He's a tiny man. He is. He looks like a tiny little Shrek. <laughs> he does. Donkey! Yeah. Donkey. Uh, all right. Uh, DC Comics Senior Vice President and General Manager Daniel Cherry said, DC is excited to introduce our iconic characters to a new generation of fans worldwide. DC will be working closely with Webtoon writers and artists to adapt our characters. This sounds kind of like a nothing to me. It's kind of like NFTs, isn't it? Yeah, that's exactly what this sounds like. Um, Yeah, these are going to be little standalone comics that nobody's going to care about. It's good to get, I guess, their name out there. It's I guess. Like DC. It's good, it's good I mean, to be you know, trying to do something digital, but yeah. I don't I feel know like, if this is the right thing to do. I feel like this is a resounding, go. like, it can't hurt, I guess, you know, yeah. type of move. It's weird to me. It's just weird. That's why I picked it up. Uh, finally, before What If, uh, Donnie Cates and Ryan Stegman, probably two of the biggest, bigger names right now, mm-hmm. current, uh, are moving to Substack. They started KLC Press. They're going to publish a book called Vanish. That looks like straight out of the fucking 90s. It looks like something yeah. awesome you would see from Val- Valiant. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that too. That's, I mean, I mean it's, it's, it does look like a grab bag of like your 90s pro tags there. It's like Spawn or like the Darkness or like some oh, shit like that. Oh, man, Youngblood. Yeah. yeah, this looks – This is. it looks like a, a team. It looks like Youngblood. A book, right? Uh, he's also going to do Flood with Megan Hutchison Cates. D. Cunliffe and J. Jonah Hill. This is uh, a six-issue underwater horror western. <laughs> He's working on one. That sounds amazing, yeah, dude. That, so, that this one-page art though looks pretty rad, man. So, it so like pretty good. Potentially, really nice. potentially Cthulhu meets Bioshock One. Dude, that'd be dope. That'd be okay. You're saying that like it's a bad thing. I'm not saying it like a bad oh, thing. Okay. I'm just openly <laughs> speculating. Yeah. Uh, Given the two it, pieces of artwork he showed. Right. Uh, but again, it's Substack. You got to pay seven bucks a month to get access. Uh, he has also promised that eventually it will be available in print. I feel like anyone going to Substack 
route, you've got to be really judicious about which writers you are going to be subscribing to. Or just you know? be like a nut. You know? Just crazy. I don't know. If you got some money. Again, these feel like fan I mean, clubs. If you're a millionaire, yeah, do whatever. But like, <laughs> yeah. if you're like your average everyday working schlub, I mean, I feel like there's a... <sighs> There's, There's only, only so one I want, and, yeah. and I haven't yeah. signed up yet. I'm not paying until I get some comics, all right? And maybe that's what I'll do. It'll be more like a Kickstarter, you know? Oh, I get comics this week? Well, let me sign up and see what this is all about, you know? And then I'll read your 10, 20 pages that I'll get that month. And then if I don't like it, I'll just quit. Right? I guess so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, I'm serious though, because I mean, isn't that what? Isn't that how the world is now? All right, everybody talks about like this old trope about, oh, I'm paying as much for streaming services as I did for cable, and I'm like, well, that's a dumb way to pay for streaming services. If you want to watch something that's exclusive to a streaming service, get the streaming service for that month. You've paid ten dollars for whatever, or like Paramount, Peacock. A lot of times they'll wait. You know, Apple, they'll just release shit weekly. So then you got to wait for everything to be there. We've got to well, be more creative as consumers. Yeah. We've got to be, I mean, and it all gives us more choice, you know, which I think is, I mean, as much as I shit on it, that's like one of the basics of capitalism is giving the consumer choice. But we have to ask ourselves, are those really choices we wanted? Wouldn't we rather just go to our comic shops on fucking Wednesday like we've been doing for our entire lives and go and pick up this new book by – I probably would. I mean even if I end up caving and getting like Hickman's Substack or anything, I don't imagine I'm going to stop reading Marvel and DC books anytime soon. Unless, of course, DC closes, which, hey, who knows at this point. Well, but even if they close – That is a possibility now. No, even if it they is, close – they will not close. There's no way Warner Brothers is going to give up those licenses for the for the. Screen. Well, maybe they'll well, stop they printing the comics, comics, though. You well, know? no, I think they would not skip having that. They would just, well, at least, they wouldn't leave money on the table. And a company like Dark Horse or even one of these other publishers would swoop in and say, "Let us publish Batman. Let us publish, you know." Yeah, it'll be comics. like it'll be like IDW making doing uh, Star Turtles. Wars comics right now. And, yeah, and Turtles. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Hasbro's all over the place. You know what I mean? They've got True books. Enough. They got books at Boom. They got books at IDW. Uh, I'm just. What's the Hasbro book? But yeah, I mean, Boom. I guess circling back though, like I Power don't Rangers. think this is going to stop me from going into the comic shop anytime soon. Yeah. Although Power doesn't Rangers has- is a Hasbro yeah. property. Yeah, doesn't Hasbro own Power Rangers now? Uh, they might make no, the toys. No, doesn't Mattel make the toys? I thought Power like Rangers was owned by Saban. No, uh, I thought. Stand I thought. By, yeah. I thought they got bought by Hasbro. And, and remember, it goes, it goes back and forth, man. They but remember, stuff. in that same deal, they ended up owning like half of the Death Row catalog for a while. Yeah, but I think Hasbro ended up selling it back recently. No, they, they sold the Death Row catalog off. I know that. I was really waiting for my G.I. Joe Transformers Death Row crossover. David, are you looking this up? I am, actually. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, find out who owns Power Rangers, because I'm pretty sure that Hasbro still owns. But you're right, Adam. It, it did. For like five years there, it went back and forth to so many different companies. Uh, and the entire – it was so fucked up is the uh, entire time they were still releasing TV oh yeah, and toys. Gone. And they had a fucking movie yeah. during that period where they got bought and sold like three different times. Okay, I got an answer for you. Yes. All right. 
All right. As of 2021, Power Rangers, uh, the rights to Power Rangers is owned by Hasbro. Oh wow! Say they've it, had it. They've had it, it since two. They've had it since 2018. See? And prior to that, it was owned by Seven Entertainment, the Walt Disney Company. Yes. From about 2010. Walt Disney Seven. got rid of it because that movie sucked so bad. Uh, and then uh, from 2010 like to 2018, it went back to Seven Brands. Yeah. But that that's the rights. I, that's like the the the, te- the television rights and the movie rights and the comic rights. Now the toy rights may still be with Bandai. Yeah. I'm looking that up right now. Dude, the only reason I remember right. that is because yes, Hasbro for for a little while because of that deal owned the Death Row sound like the whole record label. Yep, they did. They did. Yep. They right, own the if? toy rights too. Yep. All right. What if? Uh, what what if? if? Episode two. This is what if T'Challa became Star Lord. Uh, I think there's one word to describe what if, and it's fun. It's dumb, stupid. Yeah. It's just like the comics, you know? If you read the what if comics, you really couldn't take them seriously to any extent until after the comic if Marvel decided to do something else with it. Because at some points in the comics, there were what if stories that did sort of drift into main continuity yeah but i mean these, if, that if these happen. alternate universe things catch on yeah they might try to like pull the characters and like the exiles or something like that but yeah. yeah um yeah this show is a lot of fun i mean yeah it does i it is one of those things where like i have a hard time believing that like thanos would turn away from his genocide plan if one person no way, was like dude. hey Cha-cha what if you don't mouth. do that yeah <laughs> Cha-Cha is ultimate diplomat. The basic premise of the Chala show is turned out to be something really good for the universe. But yeah, a little genocidal, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, they're making jokes. But it's random. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I guess the premise here is like, what if you took like bumbling but affable like Peter Quill and left him on Earth and replaced him with the most competent person on Earth? Yes, exactly. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, some great choreography with the fighting in this. And a lot of the actors reprise the roles. Nebula looked great. Honestly, Emma Frost vibes for me here, man. It's like, man. There, yes. That is great. Yeah, just really cool. Look, Howard the Duck makes uh, an appearance. Yeah, this was a great episode. But again, like with WandaVision, like with Loki, uh, even with Falcon and Winter Soldier, with a lot of the different, you know, socially relevant things they were bringing up, you could get deep. And you can't get deep in what if, because I mean, it's dumb, it's stupid, and it's yeah. just a whole lot of dumb fun, man. But that is a bit of a two-edged point. sword, I guess, because like yeah. I feel less invested in this show than I did in any of the others. Adam but didn't even watch it. it. Does exactly, make it, yeah. Like, yeah, that is actually kind of telling. Um, yeah. But um, it is a hell of a lot of fun. Um, these probably do have some of the best fight scenes, honestly, we've seen in any of these TV shows so yeah. far because you can go crazy with animation, you know, where you couldn't yeah. do that with live action. Well, in the first episode, it seemed a little bit over the top, and they did it for a Oh, first. yeah, Peggy Carter was, like, smacking trucks yeah. across a block, you know? This felt yeah. a lot more like it would fit in an actual, like, Guardians of the Galaxy movie. You know, the fighting seemed a little more down-to-earth. Dude, the Black Order was rad in this, man. Honestly, they were cooler here than they were in any of the movies. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. Black Dwarf kicking the shit out of Thanos was awesome, dude. Awesome. 
so yeah we'll watch another episode next week uh which again, one is coming up say, it's just fun oh i don't know i should yeah i should look that up why don't you look that up real quick well i actually I, am trying to be surprised so i'm trying to like you know not, not look idea. ahead on these well we're not gonna do it. david's already searching don't tell us david don't tell us dave we're gonna i put the phone news. down so i'm oh, not yeah. Let's get into food news. I got a good one. Mmm, yummy. 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 Uh, there's a new Girl Scout cookies. Every year, children are forced into into labor uh, simply to afford gathering uh, together to have fun and learn. Uh, there is a new Girl Scout cookie this year. Adventurefuls. Adventurefuls. Ooh. Ooh, around okay. the country, you can get these and online. I suggest you buy them uh, online. You can put down whatever you know, uh, troop you want to give money to. And you know, I know this is like, oh, my family and friends asked me, you know, to sell for their daughter. You know what? If you live in a good neighborhood, they're gonna be all right. You can actually go to like troops in like the inner city and things like that. Troops who ain't got you know a lot of money. And I think that's the best thing to do. So, yeah, go to the Girl Scout cookie website. You can do that. But it's a brownie-inspired cookie with caramel-filled cream and a hint of sea salt. Ooh, uh, yeah, this is probably is the best food news that you've presented in a very you, long time. Thank you. And it's wholesome. It's wholesome. You know, I put a wholesome yeah, spin on um, It's always a crapshoot with these food news segments, whether they're going to be like an abomination of some sort or actually appetizing. I like and these are the actually appetizing. Toast. And these are like, very yeah. appealing. I will have to buy a box. Dude, like, what was it, the last week or the week before? There was a Captain Crunch boat. So you never know what you're going to get with food news. That's why I like that segment. It's it's awesome. You are truly doing your finest work with these food news I am news with food segments. news. I really am. Dude, I, who was it? It might have been me and uh, Jules were going to do, like, a thing where we rated food and coffee and stuff. I know Dave and I were going to do something where we imported. Like, there was an Amazon box that we were going to get. And try food. Was that you and me, Dave? I don't recall something like that. The only food-related thing I remember is that our cheese casts. Oh yeah, the that, oh, that's man. when uh, that's when Red Shirt Steve brought that's all that Red stuff Shirt from Steve. Wisconsin. He's from what Wisconsin. a delight that was! Honestly. Actually, I have, I still have the uh, the flyer, the oh, like, little brochure. Oh, that cheese. I was about to say you sold some of that cheese. Like, dude, that's got to be like seven years old at this. You point. No, I, I still, I still have, cheese. I still have like the little, the little brochure from that place somewhere. It's what? just fucking cheese, bro. Okay. Yeah, but I that shit anywhere. Yeah, but you can get the specific <laughs> cheese that was very uh, delicious. Yeah. So yeah, look for those. Uh, go to the website, buy up some Girl Scout cookies. Awesome. Uh, there's no moment of destruction this week. There was no, no. Uh, no Transformers news. Although, man, I'm getting the Seekers. I'm getting the Earthrise Seeker uh, two set with oh, Thundercracker cool. and. Uh, Skywarp in there, mm-hmm. but I'm getting the uh, the MP movie Starscream. That was oh, just, yeah, yeah, With the crown and everything. And I'm pre ordering as soon as, oh, as hell the yeah, there. so yeah, look for those. All right, I'm gonna start this week. Let's get in. very excited about comics this week. But that means I'll probably be very disappointed. Uh, all right. Should I go first? I think I'm just I should just go first this week. Um I'm gonna try to keep it positive this week, talking to you, Moon Knight. Uh I actually had trouble with my list except for my number one. Uh Nightwing number honorable mentions, Nightwing number thirty eight was amazing. I mean, look at this page, two page spread. Uh just 
gorgeous kinetic. I love everything that is happening in this book as as Dick tries to make the world a better place, you know. In yeah, the right um, way. this is my number three, and I'm sure you, oh, nice. of all people, loved the part at the end where Dick did the thing that you always say Bruce should do, you know, just, hey, I, fuck me in a billionaire. Let's just go yeah. out and, like, give this money to the community. And honestly, yeah. it was a cool move, and it was a very heartfelt thing where, like, it was tying in with, like, Bruce is like, Alfred would be proud of you, and I'm proud of uh, you, and all that it was stuff. perfect. It was yeah. good. A lot of stuff. Uh, dude, Bruce came on there on the phone. I was like, I knew it, you pussy. You're not going to meet him face-to-face. Oh, no, no. Pussy. Anyway, uh, another honorable mention for Guardians of the Galaxy number 17. Uh, really, it's a you fun just, book. You just, you just went through my three and my two already. Oh, my this God. This is my two as well. Yeah, this is going to be a really short segment here. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Uh, well, this is a fun book. It's Al Ewing Juan for Gary. Uh, actually, I want to mention that Nightwing is Tom Taylor and Bruno Redondo. I would be you know, laps if I wouldn't say that, but Guardians of the Galaxy number 17, fun book. There's really cool stuff going on, but it's kind of in this sort of weird holding pattern outside of Doom being a badass, but maybe well, it's doing all the Doom being a badass stuff. is enough. It's doing all know? the exposition stuff for the people who haven't been following um, yeah, all this sure. Guardians of the Galaxy stuff for, for me, basically. Yeah. And, and, and you know, I, I've been enjoying it. No, I'm enjoying it. it it's a, a lot of just crazy fun. Yeah. Oh, and, and then they're like, oh, man, Ego and Galactus. And now there's a Dormammu Galactus monster. And I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, this this book keeps me hanging on no matter, you know. That was a cool stinger image say. for sure, you know. Oh, for sure. For sure. Uh, and there's also a lot of like this uh, drama going on with them not telling the Avengers and, and, you know, brand. And I'm really enjoying that. Again, I'm sorry, my honorable mentions. Uh, Way of X number five. Uh, Sizeberry Bob Quinn is solid. It turns out mm. that when a mutant dies, uh, the space between their memories, like from the moment they die to the moment of resurrection, that's where Onslaught is getting it. Well, that from the moment their like consciousness is copied to the moment they died. Yeah. Is yeah. yeah he, Onslaught is like eating that. It seems. Yes. Yeah, I thought that was a fun little twist, but man. Yeah. Fabian, Cortez, and Lost were fighting on Mars. Lost got souped up by Fabian, and the moon of Phobos started crashing because of Lost's weird mutant power. And then to stop it, Fabian souped up Nightcrawler, and he teleported the moon back. It was an epic moment. Yeah. yeah. That, that part was really cool. Yeah. I, I don't know, but my problem with that book is it, it was trying way too hard to be real – philosophical yeah, real heavy. it fails it's failing at it, it what it's trying to do failed but it's still a really cool hard yeah. yeah that being said it did better in this issue than it usually has done in the past yeah 100 uh, but philosophy yeah. shit yeah with yeah like philosophy shit. collectively though yeah this was a bit underwhelming i still enjoy it because i enjoy nightcrawler um this legion was a lot of fun in this too, book right? it was this yeah great they're images. leading yeah they're leading into um some sort of onslaught event coming it's, up. It's a one shot. It's, it's not an event. event. It's a one shot. Yeah, it's oh, a my one mistake. shot. And then the series, I think, is done. Yeah. Uh, which is weird, man. We're getting to kind of. I'm okay with that, cold. though. These, this yeah. X stuff needs to slim down, especially if Hickman's Yeah, tie a bow on anymore. that for sure. Especially as good as X Men is, as good as the the Marauders is, as good as Excalibur is. You guys talk shit on Excalibur. I love Excalibur. I honestly it's gotten though, a lot better. I think it would be better if they got into like the same model that Star Wars had back when Marvel was first publishing it, where like you have a couple of mainstay books, but then you rotate the others. Rotation we don't need would be to awesome. Yeah, we don't need to keep yeah. this Way of X book going any longer. I enjoyed it for what it was. Um but 
yeah, it's time for this to be over. It's time to wind it down. Even yeah. if not be over, just yet. Yeah, let's not have well I mean you guys that onslaught right. book will be an appropriate amount of time to devote to this issue. Yeah, we, we don't need this, this X Men religion philosophy book. We don't need an X Corp ongoing book. If I'm you glad you said that before I had to. But if yeah. you want to touch on those, you know, make it one book an anthology book. Kind of like what Urban Legends is doing. You know, tell a part of a story, three parts of a story in every issue. I would I be okay I, with that. I think that. I like this miniseries route World of more X than the anthology you know? book route. I don't know. I don't know. Actually, man, we're talking so much about my honorable mentions. Uh, my actual number three is Bermuda number two, oddly enough. John Lehman, Nick Bradshaw, but a special shout-out to Len O'Grady doing these colors, man. This. I mean, even just on the cover, that was some impressive. Oh, I know, dude. Yeah. It's just a beautifully written book. It's a cool story. It has this Peter Pan sort of feel to it, but the art is just top-notch. All this fucking detail, dude. Uh, it's about like the Bermuda Triangle, but it's not really the Bermuda Triangle. It's a different dimension called Triangle, and it's this weird map of all this different fantasy and awesomeness going on, and there's a native person there who is named Bermuda who's helping these new you know, arrivals. Just look at all kinds of busyness going on in the background, you know. That's, and, that's very uh, hooked. They, they're really yeah, piling out the yes. page. When Honestly, that's something you don't see a lot these days where, like, they are, like, putting – making use of every inch of the page there. Putting in the work. Yes, that's what it really feels like. And the book really succeeds because of that because, I mean, even on this page, I mean, there's not a lot of motion there even though the the – you know, lizard that she's riding is obviously in motion, but just there being so much stuff there, you can tell this is a jungle and your subconscious just makes the jungle move just like oh, this. Yeah. You can tell this looks like it's out of fucking Disney. You it know, looks, it looks like something out of like hook. Yeah. Like you're at the fucking Ren fair and it's just busy and moving and yeah, just a great book. And I don't mention indie books like this that often, but this one's got me, man. Every once in a while, there's one that just grabs me. And this one slipped by me this me. week. Yeah. I'll have to check out the up. trade on this one. Yeah, it's only a four-issue miniseries. I don't know how they're going to get it done. Uh, and again, that's another reason I'm talking about it, because people should be picking this up so it gets a pickup. John Lehman deserves an ongoing book like this, and if Nick Bradshaw can keep working, that would be just great. So, uh, Adam, honorable mentions and the number three that I've already said. Uh, so honorable mention, I'm gonna, I'm only gonna have one this week. Uh, it's gonna be Flash 773, oh. and that's my honorable mention. Man, I can just clock no off shit. early. Here yeah, clock out, bro. Um, it, it, it is just a steadily good book. Um, I really wanted to mention it this week because it's c- continuing a, a a trend that started with uh Taylor's Superman book, where uh oh. superheroes aren't really, they're not using their superpowers to solve problems. They're using their empathy, you know, to to figure out why the villain is doing what they're doing nice. and then trying to actually fix the problem. Nice. Um, yeah. I mean, this book, um, you ever seen that episode of justice league unlimited where uh flash uh, Mark Hamill is voting. He's like the trapster or some crap. I forget, but like he meets him in the bar and he talks about like, Hey, you need to get back on your meds, buddy. And that oh, felt a wow. lot. That moment wow. felt a lot like a moment in this comic book. And it yeah. is a great illustration of why, I have missed Wally West as a character. I mean, he does this, I think, more naturally than a most any other Flash that I can think of, you know? That's cool. That's cool. But yeah, yeah. what was your number three? Uh, but my number three was uh, Nightwing number 83. Um, oh my gosh, it's so rad. Yeah, Taylor, Redondo. Uh, you know, and this is just 
exactly why I read comic books. The art and the storytelling, they're all working together. Especially the artwork. And, you know, there's just some real dynamic uh, two-page spreads, action yeah. scenes. Yeah, dynamic um, is a great word for it. It has, like, more energy than just about any other comic book on the shelves right now, you know? Definitely. And it has a lot of heartfelt moments. You got that... Um, Dick Barbara kissing here. You got Dick yeah. finally doing what Batman should have done all along and invest you know, in the community. Investing in the community actually instead yeah. of just beating it up. Yeah. Um, this I mean, book was this book was really satisfying for me because I mean, of course it's Tom Taylor. I'm gonna pick it up, but I was always on the fence because I'm just not really a Dick fan and I'm not a, I'm off Batman. But man, this is the book that told me yeah this is this was a good pickup. This is the series that it's meant to be. Uh, it's fantastic. It's I mean, fantastic. honestly, though, this book is a great showcase of Dick Grayson at his best. You know, mm -hmm. the, the strength he has that no other member of the Bat family has is his ability to form these connections with other people. And that was on full display in this issue. Yep. Even while he's sort of second guessing uh, his newfound you know, sister, he's like saying, oh, and she might not be completely evil. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that's happened to him before. That's bit him in his ass before. But he still has this optimism to him. Yeah, he is a very optimistic character, and that yeah. does separate him a lot from, say, Bruce Wayne. Batman. Yeah. Batman. But, like, yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed, like, you can tell that the writing was really strong. When I enjoyed the conversations as much as I enjoyed, like, the helicopter flip there, I liked the way yeah. he talked with Superman. I liked him visiting oh, the Teen Titans. That was a great you know? conversation. Great uh, moment. I'm sure we'll see Nightwing pop up in uh, Taylor's Superman book. I want to be oh, at all surprised. That'd be so great, so great. And there, he's doing that medieval. Oh yeah, well, uh, yeah. Clark specifically told Dick to go check in on John, so I bet that was seeding that very exactly. moment. Yeah, that's gonna be so good, man. Tom Taylor with the SJW, awesome. Everybody on YouTube is shitting on these books, hating what Tom. Taylor ah, go fuck yourself. No shit, no shit. <laughs> the best fucking shit. Excellent choice, Dave. All right. Three. Uh, oh, honorable, my mention. honorable mentions uh serial number six uh a lot of progression in the story here we had a murder an arson and right. a uh child grateful that a child abuser is dead well that's what's happening in this whole book they're murdering yeah. child molesters they're mur murdering child molesters yeah. but the the only witness to the crime was the child yeah that yeah. the actual murder and arson was the child and that he he confronted his the murderer and thank the thank the murderer for for protecting him uh what's your what would you say your favorite terry moore book is? Uh, terry moore echo 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 because because i was, Girl's I was awesome i was yeah, not echo. i was not fully in um invested in strangers in paradise Sure. And uh, with Echo, I got really invested in it, and I yeah. think I have like almost the entire run. Oh, so. I do. I have the entire run. Uh, I also have the whole run of Motor Girl. Did you read Motor Girl? I missed Motor Girl. Oh, you should pick that up too. And Rachel Rising's fun too, even though I don't have that in issues. All right, any more honorable mentions? Uh, one other honorable mention: uh, Eat the Rich, number one. I didn't like this. I'm sick uh, of horror books, man. Uh, it, it had like uh, kind of a, a get out vibe to it. Yeah. Honestly, uh, that sounds like a book they made specifically for you, Gomer. But it's like a horror book. It does have those feels to it, you it, know. It, those it, social it, that's socially relevant, you know. The the rich the it, the rich are eating the help when they yeah, retire. The rich are eating the help, and it did have sort of a get out feel to it. Yeah, it had a sort of a get out feel because there was like a, a really weird scene where they there's a, a nanny play nanny and the child 
on the beach and yeah. the child picks up a human jaw and there's no reaction whatsoever. Yeah, it's crazy, dude. To that. But I'm just done with horror, man. Like Mark Russell, the stuff he's doing with satire, political or political and relevant, you know, socially relevant stuff is so much better than the horror satire that it's just everywhere, dude. It's everywhere. And I understand when you're in like a politically tense situation and the way everything is nowadays with cancel culture and you can't be funny this way and can't be funny this way. You can, you can be, but everyone just is like horror is like the safe, the safe way to go, you know, to talk about society and stuff like that. And it's fine. It's just everywhere. That's why I'm just, you know, feeling what Mark Russell's doing with a lot of his shit, but. Yeah, was Mark that your, Russell. Was that Mark, your number three? No, that was my second oh, honorable mention. Gosh, my my, uh, my number three is Noctera number six. Solid. Solid. Uh, pretty much. Uh, they it find the first arc. It did in the first arc. They find they find the safe haven. Apparently, the guy running safe haven is the guy that put Blacktop Bill on their trail. Yeah, and they essentially destroy paradise to get yeah. away, and uh, we learn. We learned that the human shades can actually be communicated with. Yeah. Blacktop Bill ends up getting this thing called the, the I think it's called the uh, Hephaestus a, tongue. Yeah, Hephaestus tongue. Uh, but apparently he's going to be able to speak to the shades. And uh, we're going from there. But they've got the book. They've got a map to find uh, the actual the paradise, actual paradise now. Yeah. So We'll see what happens with that book. It's been solid. It's got Snyder. Yep. He knows how to write a comic, so good choice. And that leads to Taylor. I think he's done. I think we done mentioned all his books. Yeah, I'm practically done here. Um, so yeah, honorable mention was Flash. Um, number three was Nightwing. So yeah, let's just move on. I already said what I wanted to say about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna bring up Nightwing again. I cannot show this panel enough. This is my favorite page of the week. It was just amazing. So damn good. Uh, all right, number two. My number two, uh, and the only reason this is my number two is because I was so surprised at how much I enjoyed it. Uh, Kang the Conqueror. Oh, I hated this book. Really? Oh yeah, I, I hated this I book. I loved it. I thought it was, was all right. It wasn't. I it wasn't how much in, fun I had with this. It wasn't in the story itself. The story was fun. It was how it was told to me. I hate. Yeah. I hate books where it's the just inner, a narrator oh, just droning that. on, giving me exposition while yeah. while there's just art that's kind of connected going on in the background no, i want to i, 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 I want to experience a story i don't want to be sure. like dictated a story too that's fair okay so moving along the spectrum here i didn't hate it but i didn't love it either i thought it was i thought it was okay yeah. um i will say though that if this was their attempt to like introduce king the conqueror to new readers oh that's of, a bad like, move yeah introducing him in the mcu more Ter this was not the way to go because yeah, if you didn't already know who Kang was, this was of no help whatsoever. Yeah. And again, that's another reason I think I, I liked it so much because I was expecting something a little bit more, you know, doled down. But yeah, this is a comic book reader's Kang. Uh, I thought it was a c cool examination of free will and fate in the context of this time traveling asshole. Yeah, they definitely at least seeded that. It'd be interesting to see how much yeah. they do with that moving forward. Yeah, great design work and panel work here. That's the art, interesting art. Yeah, yeah, the art was just really good. I love this. I mean, look at that dinosaur. It that looks nice. Awesome. It looked beautiful. And then the slap, him slapping his younger self. That's there's a lot being said in this, you know. And then 
young Kang. You know, but I don't Kang. see Kang. I don't see like adult Kang without his uh, mask on very much. He looks pretty fucking derpy with just like the oh, yeah, goatee and everything. I don't know. I thought he's kind of handsome. I thought he's all right. He had the facial hair going. He, he just looks, right. he looks a squirrely a, mustache. Well, I guess the, a better word is probably schlubby. He looks a bit like a schlub. Yeah. Looks like schlubby Tony Stark. Yeah. Well, he's time traveling all the time. Who has time to shave? Him. He literally has all the time he could possibly want to do right. that. Uh, but yeah, I like this book. I can understand the problems you guys have with it, but uh, the art really was amazing. The art was terrific. Uh, and again, I was really surprised at how much I like this book. Yeah, I'm on board. I want to see what happens next. Oh, I'm off. I'm done. I, I want to see what happens next, man. I'll give it another issue. but Oh, uh, I'm definitely giving another issue. That art alone, man, was it really, I thought, drove things for me. So, All right, go ahead. Number two, Adam. Uh, <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy number 17. Oh, awesome. Yeah, this was just dumb fun. I loved uh, it. It was fun. It was yeah, so this, fun. Um, this was also a bunch of exposition thrown in there with Doom explaining. The it had whole, some drama. Had some drama. Yeah, with but the it character. also had some drama. But it, and it, but yeah, it had a Dormammu Galactus at the end of it. So it also uh, had Doctor Doom making a Doombot meteor swarm. <laughs> yes, yeah, that yes, was a Doombot yeah. army. Yeah, with like this weird like Willy Wonka esque gizmo that he had where. Something just arbitrary goes in one end, but out the other end comes awesome. You know, yeah. like yep, how does much. that happen? He's got the dude. He's got the Calvinator. Yeah, Calvin just Hobbs. say how fucking goofy Dormammu is. I mean, his face is just oh. so fucking goofy. It's it definitely is. goofy. It just is. He's not scary at all. I mean, he's got this silly, yeah. shitty grin. I mean, he's just, always been basically yeah. a jack o' lantern. Yeah, like, that dude is so stupid. Where's the kebab That being said, really though, this him, story dude. has honestly been the best Dormammu story I've ever read because normally <laughs> he just like, much, but well, yeah. it isn't saying yeah. much at all because normally yeah. when he shows up in like a Doctor Strange book, it's like, what's Dormammu? And he just like smacks him back to the dark dimension real quick. Right. But here he's like a cosmic level threat more so than I've ever seen him be before. Yeah, I do remember reading a Doctor Strange something where he was talking to people and he's like, oh, hold Hold on a minute, and he like goes through a portal and comes back, and he's like a little disheveled. He's like, "Oh, I just had to kick Dormammu's ass or something." It's like, man, you're yeah. just doing that on your time I mean, off. I'm sure there's been like giant anti-Dormammu epics from like back in the Silver Age or whatever, but I've Not never now. read those. So, yeah, uh, excellent choice. A lot of fun books this week, man. You know, Dave. Uh, number two. My number, my number, number two, two is Radiant Dave. Black Seven. And this book needs to get, get over it, man. I, I don't know. Go ahead. I'm sorry. We're getting we're getting a team together. We got this badass that's basically uh, doing like the first season of Battlestar Galactica. Every first time they season jump, of Battlestar Galactica, he's every time they like the second episode. Every time they jump, they're they he's following them right behind them. Yeah, he's yeah. he's on them. They're jumping across the world. They're jumping across space. They end up in an intergalactic battle. It's Gen X Power Rangers. And yeah. I'm, I'm kind of over it. The art's great, but man, I'm just kind of over it. Is this one of those needs to shit or get off the pot type it of It feels books? that way, dude. Yeah. Like, it, things do progress, but it feels like they just well, ever since progress ever, exactly where you knew they were going to be by the end. But then it's filled up with all these character moments about characters who you haven't really been given enough time to care about, you know? Well, well ever, since, ever since the other guy got the power... It's kind of gotten. It's kind of been power. the stepping yeah. up. 
uh, it's pacing. Well, they certainly a lot. ramped up the action, and that was a holy shit jaw dropping moment where the lead character literally dies. Yeah, the first Radiant Black dies, and, and then we get Radiant Black Two takes over. Yeah, but it's not a bad choice. I don't know. I don't know. You didn't read enough Marvel this week, buddy. Taylor number two. All right, Kang. <laughs> My number two is also Guardians, so yeah, moving oh, on. Yeah, right. yeah, right. Taylor Mine's lists are exactly the same. We read the yes. exact same stuff. I think they are From exactly number the same. one to honorable mention, Adam and I had the exact same list this week. Uh, all right, you're getting to number one. I think it's unanimous unless uh, Dave probably. is the outlier. Uh, it's The Trial of Magneto, number okay, one. Okay, no, no. that's my book, too. Well, I'll be one. damned. All right, we do have a unanimous. I knew it. I said it. I, dude, Where's the book? air horns? Where's the air horns? Where's the confetti? Uh, Leia Williams, Lucas Wernick. Uh, the only thing I really have in my notes is uh, this is a perfect comic book. Uh, it pulls from the new status quo uh, to elements that built up since. Uh, this was an X-Men fan's X-Men comic, and I'm an X-Men fan. Just loads of great character moments that were derived from all around X-Men and Marvel history. Uh, I mean, this thing, this is the only image you would need to, to see. Everything about this book is as badass as this picture right here. Is this yep, no, right I here. don't think I will. It's a sequel to X Factor, but it also stands on its own. Yep. Um, it, it does a good job of introducing you to all the teams that you need to know about, even um, X-Force. Uh, and not the really. Avengers. They just kind of shit-talk X-Force. Yeah, they do. X-Force is really an security. Yeah, we did have a lot of jurisdiction uh, dick measuring going I on. I love that. I, I really dug that. Again, it really felt like it was an X-Men reader's X-Men book. You know? That's true. And we did also have a lot of really gorgeous two-page spreads during that autopsy, too, with like oh, yeah. Wanda like position. That that like the there's one where she was positioned like upside down at the top of the pages and one where she's like at the bottom so like mm -hmm. cool kind of like symmetry yeah. to that i don't have that one i do have a lot of great pages i got this great fight this this brings everybody back wolverine's kicking magneto's ass of course uh love it uh the polaris moment which again is it's got history to it, but it's also recent. Kind of history, yep. There was yeah. a lot of emotional weight in this fight because you have um, all of Magneto's children showing up to uh, not only attack him, but also like air their emotional baggage with him. Like Quicksilver shows up. Yeah, even Quicksilver showed up. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. yeah. That I was probably that my favorite part of the whole comic was Quicksilver. Like, I always knew it was going to be you, Magneto. I yeah. always knew you were going to be the one to kill her. I mean, I, as soon as I, this I, happened, right, this same panel – Right, like this panel transition, this uh, you know sequential art here. Do they do that all the time for Quicksilver? I mean, it's almost like you know one of his own marks. Yeah. When, like if you just see Snicked in the corner, you know what's about to happen, <laughs> even if he's not on the page. When this happens, when people just start getting punched by air, yeah, you know Pietro is showing the yeah. fuck up. I know this. It's is interesting to think about too, or like. It seems like in a lot of ways Quicksilver got the short end of the stick with like the family superpower pool here, but sometimes oh, there's really no though. there's I no arguing know. with someone who can punch you faster than you can think, yeah, even if you are so. like a godlike being like the yeah. other two and then, are. And then we have the big the big stinger at the end. Wanda is dead, but is she really dead? I like this panel that oh, you yeah, got right here love, with the, yeah, like, the, yeah, the reunion of the original brotherhood. Here. Oh, it was, yeah. it was oh, yeah. touching as hell, yeah. dude. Them all toasting together. Oh, I loved this one. This is like almost a new meets old generation. Like the whole Summers Wolverine Logan family is here, except Sink. I guess he's part of the family now. But I mean, it's 
I mean, it's amazing to me, dude. It's so good. There was that moment with North Star and fucking Pietro hugging it out right after this. Yeah. Right after this page. Uh, but then, yeah, the is Wanda dead? Is she not? So this leads me to believe that this entire event, this entire miniseries is just a way to make Scarlet Witch a mutant again. Probably. I'm okay yeah, with that. I'm okay with so that. Yeah. Honestly, the, the, making the her whole Inhuman thing was a mistake. It, it was. It, was. it, it, seems, like she's in, it seems like she's narrating from Limbo. Uh, yeah, there's no telling where she is. I mean, I, right. I'm on the record saying that they will inevitably reset that status quo where Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch are Magneto's biological children again. Yes. Maybe that's this. Maybe that's what we're seeing. I'm loving this. I'm loving how – I mean, it. I don't want to look too deep into it, but it feels like, I mean, just the initial confrontation – about questioning another mutant about the murder of Scarlet Witch erupted in just this fucking amazing fight, you know, classic X-Men sort of fight, you know. Well, uh, it's not just questioning a mutant. They're trying to question Magneto. Who... I know. Well, sure. But then there's this other angle where Magneto goes out and they're like, I don't give a shit if she is dead, you know. Not really, but are they really going to mourn her? And he's going out there. The Pretender's dead. You know, they're loving it that Scarlet Witch is dead. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of potential for this series to really dig into the cracks in Krakoa while also spotlighting all of this great new status quo and also how that new status quo is nothing but throwback with just a little bit well, of Well, yeah, heat. it is a very much, you know, Magneto calling out the Quiet Council in this yeah. issue uh, on their decision to not resurrect Scarlet Witch, you know, yeah. be being like, hey, you have the power to do this, but you're choosing not to. Yeah, uh, Kitty had a good point about that, too, about how, like, there's no reason for us not to do this except to be kind of cruel here, honestly. But Exactly. There's no law. And that's the thing about Magneto. Hey, we they're coming. Hey, we'd like to take you in for questioning. And he's like, fuck you. He's not wrong. He's above that. He said it before. We are your gods now. All right? He just should not have to answer to anybody. If they can come up with some proof if, about, you know, he is the murderer or whatever, then it's up to them to do what they need to do to put him in the ground the same way they did for Sabretooth. And they're not going to be able to do it. They showed right here that they can barely do it. You know, it took, what, a half a dozen to a dozen different fucking mutants to take his ass down? Come well, on, really man. just Quicksilver at the end, honestly. But Well, yeah, that's true. Fuck Quicksilver, man. I love that asshole, but, man, he is such an asshole. <laughs> but, yeah, perfect comic book. Uh, I, I I will say the one it. thing I might criticize though is that like it gets a little verbose at times. It does, you it know, does. like they, they throw in a lot of ten dollar words in here, and it yeah. it sounds like I don't know a little pretentious, but it wasn't that big of a deal. It wasn't. It that felt big of it deal. felt all right to me. The people who were saying that stuff, and in the there there were some parts at the beginning, uh, like the first half almost, where it's just an X Factor book, you know, uh, that felt like it was straight out of a TV police procedural, you know, it did, it did it, the way they were talking back and forth, how it was like a tat, tat, tat almost with the dialogue in some places. It was like, Holy shit. Yeah. I did like the, the parallel conversations they were having at the autopsy and at the yeah. crime scene. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, Oh my God, it was like law and order. Uh, and the way they were sort of playing X force off of X factor. And then the quiet council as a third part, it almost did feel like there were, different people within different organizations, I guess, within mm -hmm. this 
Krakoan Justice Department. Well, we're seeing all of these organizations actually work with each other or against each other, you know? Yeah. Actually butt up against each other. <laughs> and it's great because it's such a huge deal because Magneto is such an important character for Krakoa. And Scarlet I mean, Witch is such an important character. Yeah, roll back Krakoa. to that um, that Empire tie-in issue where Exodus yeah. was like telling like the folk story of the great mutant hero Magneto, and now, yeah, um, and he also he told a story about the Pretender, the you know the Scarlet Witch, where the yeah, she's little the kids are covering their ears. Krakoa. She's the boogeyman. So of course they're gonna. It's impossible for me if I was a citizen of Krakoa to not be like. Oh, well, of course, Magneto, our hero, our general, you know, who does all these amazing things, who we all emulate. Of course, him murdering Scarlet Witch is a great thing. But he didn't do it. We no. know he didn't do it because there wouldn't be a book if it was that, you know, cut yeah. and dry. There's no way they would, yeah. like, tease the hell out of it being Magneto for it to actually be Magneto. Exactly. But, yeah. Exactly. Which makes me want to read this even more, so... Yeah, it's a great book. I can't wait for this series. A beautiful start to a book. Uh, again, what do we start off this podcast talking about? I don't Climax! Read... I... <laughs> That's true. We did talk about it. I don't want to read X-Men if Hickman's not involved. I think this shows that the X-Men can still be amazingly yeah, but this is fun still, to read. This is still operating within Hickman's framework from well, there's Well, that's not going away. You know, even with is Hickman, it? We no, don't that's know. not going away. That's what he said in that interview. He said, "No, they're going to keep going with this, with this." Phase. Yeah, he also said but he once was he's be gone doing it for three years, and he no, he has done end, it for three do years. But his once plan, he's gone, I mean, all bets are off. His plan was yeah. to get to where. All right, you know, when he finished Secret Wars, everything was back to normal when he was done. That was his plan with X Men. Three mm -hmm. years, everything when he's done, it would be back to normal. Marvel said no, and the creators who were helping him said no. We're happy right where we are with your phase one, and we're going to continue this story are. as long as we can go because our dumbasses are eating it up. Not and it anymore. Wasn't selling as well. No, I'm still going to read all the X Men. I, I mean, mean, I'm not going to like. I'm sure. not going to just like drop all the books. The I'm not going to drop them all. You guys, you guys are talking shit on at least a third of the X books. Well, well okay, let's be honest, there. though. Uh, half the experts right. this week suck. I mean, you guys are. You're right. They did. Okay, but so. It was just middle of the road, too. Suffice to say, I think that I'm still excited for a lot of these books individually. A lot, like, especially like Gary Dugan's X Men book. They're still pretty good. But I have a lot more reason to be worried about the future than I did last week. You know? Right. You're worried about the connectivity between the books. And that's. that's that should be a fear, you know, because, again, their showrunner, we don't know even how much of an influence he had overall, considering his original plan completely got away from him because the people who were supposedly working for him decided to do what they wanted to do without him. Uh, I think he was just cashing checks, and that's fine. He was still writing pretty damn good books. But it would be my opinion that if we were to take – and we can frame this two different ways – we can look at at Hickman's X-Men run. Not any runs on any X-Books, just his X-Men run. It's middle of the road. And if I'm talking just yeah. Hickman books, X-Men is the worst shit Hickman has ever written at Marvel. I wouldn't go that far. House um, of Ten and House of X was amazing. I thought it but was good, but unfocused. Run, his his X-Men run was, yeah, it was unfocused. It was not great. Every was issue was... Building. 
All yeah. bets were off, like, in each new issue, you know? Yeah. Like, it's just yeah, whatever the yeah. fuck I feel like doing this week, you know? Exactly. And there's nothing wrong with that, but... And it was good. It, it was actually FF. written, but... It certainly wasn't his fucking Avengers run. We, ha- we are more used to his Fantastic Four and Avengers run where, like, <laughs> everything was, like, scoped out and sequenced and, like, driving the narrative. Like, when know? something happened in issue 10, and it was like, oh, you know, and he doesn't get back to it till issue 25, and it means so much more. That's what I was expecting from him with his X-Men. Well, I think that's the and now that's totally watched in those away. runs was in Avengers, he only had the two books to drive his narrative. He couldn't just spend one whole book doing nothing but doing world building. Oh, that's uh, true. That's with true. X-Men, you know, he can just spend his one book doing world building because he had these ten other books driving the narrative for him. Yeah, the problem is, wrong. though, is that the narrative ended up driving him. Because... They, dude, that's the best way to put it. The narrative drove his creative, uh, you know, landscape. Yeah. He obviously had a huge fucking plan here. And what my my biggest fear of this whole thing is, I think the X books will still be good. I think they're going to stick in, you know, with this status quo that's been going on. But I think we've lost Hickman's X Men. We've just got the first part. You know, yeah. we got like the first course. Yeah, yeah pretty much. And, and that was and that's my what big I was paying for. The yes. News. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, that's because I'll be honest. I'm a Hickman sucks. fan more than I am an X Men fan. I'm an I'm an X Men fan, but I am a Hickman fan. You know what he should do next? Fuck Substack Transformers. Uh, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, come back, keep hanging out. Go to outrightgeeker.com where we got all kinds of different shit going on there. There's also audio versions of this now that we started doing. Thanks. Uh, Leroy for turning me on to some tech that I could do that for free. Uh, check him out and Eli, who was in the chat earlier over at the Comic Book Bullies. They stream right here on our Facebook page. We got a lot of other streams going on all week. We got our regular Monday night preview show, which we'll be doing tomorrow night. Might get a Jules, you know, to show up. Maybe not. Uh, but we got Big Willie doing shit all throughout the week, all kinds of fun stuff. So, uh, yeah, thanks for hanging out, everybody. But most of all, thanks to these jokers for hanging out with this joker. Always a pleasure. We're going to do it again next time. Same geek time, same geek channel. Why, man?